All right, guys, welcome and welcome, welcome everybody who is in quarantine and is in social isolation. We are on this together, and thank you guys for joining me. For those of you guys watching live on this live podcast or live recording of a podcast, Springboard Season 1, Episode 2. Yes, it's been about almost five weeks since the last podcast released. And that's because there was just a lot going on during that time. We were recording while we were in our dorm. And me and my co-host, Sal, there was just a lot going on individually. And in the middle of the spring semester, there's just no time to breathe, especially when things started to ramp up. And that's just where, unfortunately, where things ended up going with that large hiatus and then add in the fact that we have this giant pandemic going on. We could not have predicted that anyway. No one could have, but that's where we are. And I hope everyone is doing well. Again, I'm wishing everyone the best of health and wellness during these trying times. This is kind of a different podcast because one, I don't have a co-host. So this is the first time I'll be doing this alone. And I haven't really done anything like this alone unless you've been watching my snap vlogs, which I do not too often. I used to do them a lot in the past where I would record every day, every morning, but that got draining. And I don't know how YouTubers used to vlog every day and then edit and then still feel like they were being present. I know that's not something everyone can sustain and I don't recommend it for everyone to try, but if you're interested, I think that's this is the best time to venture into creative aspects and creative avenues just because I'm going to talk about what I do. I, I don't do much at the moment because we are, again, we're all in quarantine, but I like to think of this quarantine as a opportunity because it had helped me unveil the fact that I'm pretty introverted I do get a lot of energy from hanging out with my close close friends and close family members, and that energizes me a lot. And there's nothing that replaces that kind of social aspect in my life, that social intimacy with the people I, I love and care about. And then there's the social, social part where it's like you go to parties or you just go out and you have outings and whatnot. And that can be draining for me personally. It's not that I don't enjoy it. I love going out, creating new experiences. That is the biggest part of life that I enjoy. Sharing experiences, meeting new people, connecting. I think that's one of the biggest things that makes us human is that connection that we're able to build and prosper off of. And... That's what it means to be human, that connection. I feel like I'm saying things over and over again. So for those of you guys tuning in for the first time, this is Springboard. It is my passion project that I've been thinking about starting roughly around 2015. Originally, I wanted to go out into the world, record people, record their passions so that they too could share a little bit on their story and how they got there, what inspired them so that those of you guys watching or listening, you can derive some kind of inspiration and motivation from those people. 
I like to see every individual as as a storybook. And that's important. Because if you're stuck in your routine and you're glancing just all these faces passing by and you're not really giving thought as to how are they doing or where are they coming from in the sense of like, how is their day? You don't know how their family life is. You don't know how they are internally, emotionally, spiritually. If you guys are spiritual people, you really can never know how a person is doing off of first glance. And that's just how I've seen the world. And that's how my experiences have led me to perceive other people. And I think it's a blessing. Personally, I think it's a blessing. It builds a lot of empathy empathy within me. And I feel like in this world, we need a little more empathy, especially when you have, you have world leaders who like to create division within a people who are supposed, they're supposed to be united. This is the United States. Eh, I can't speak, but yes, this is the United States and it's in history, these people fled Europe in order to prosper, to gain independence and to venture out. Of course, there's a darker side to that history where their history, the native people of this land, were basically colonized and pushed out. And I mean, that's a little dark. Let's not go there right now. But I just want you guys to know that this does happen. It still happens. We are still involved in a lot of foreign affairs that we, as the public citizens, probably don't really know of. And that's kind of scary. And I don't want to think about what kind of mistrust that people have brewing inside them with the government and whatnot. But you know what? That sounds like a bunch of conspiracy theories. Let's move on. And we're going to be talking about how everyone is doing in this time. So something that was brought to my attention recently are the, I don't want to call them racist attacks, but there are attacks going on currently because of the verbiage and the names or the terms that are being used in the current media, or at least that is being broadcasted to media. And I actually got this idea to talk about from Wang Fu. I've been watching Wang Fu since they've started on YouTube, and I became their Patreon subscriber. But something they brought up in one of their hidden videos, I'm not sure if it's even released yet, is... The fact that there are children, young adults, elderly people, basically these are vulnerable people in our society that are being targeted because of this pandemic, which is quite unfortunate when you think about it. Here we have already vulnerable people. On top of that, they're worrying about whether or not they're going to get Corona-19, sorry, COVID-19. And at the same time, they're also f- probably fearing for their physical well-being. 
it's not like we haven't had this kind of uh i was gonna say systematic problem but it's a societal problem it's that distrust and wanting to blame other people for what's going on in our lives because of this drastic drastic change that we're all undergoing and it's it really weighs heavy just because you know that we are all going through this together so why don't you change your mentality on it and just hey we're all not i don't want to say suffering because we all have different levels of suffering and we all have different privileges and we have different we have different resources and opportunities that have been granted to us inherently and that should not be an obstacle for you to form a compassion towards your neighbors and that's another thing that I've realized that has been lacking I I believe I talked to my dormant about this a couple of times but in my past move to SoCal for school I noticed a slight difference in how people behaved and treated each other on this not on the streets because we're on campus but in public or even at the local grocery store and whatnot and it's that sense of camaraderie where you value the other people around you even though you might not know them but you still respect them and their daily going-ons in their lives where you're just kind of being around you're not intruding but you're being kind i think we need a lot of kindness and positivity in this world which is it's slowly 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 getting lost i think and it's harder to capture that when we're all in our rooms we're all in our homes really isolated from other people but going back to something the drastic change that i noticed and i talked a little bit about it in our past podcast is the pace of life in socal at least in the area that i was which was ventura county it's a lot slower and in comparison to the bay area the bay area has changed in the sense that it became a bigger city or it's a bigger group of cities surrounding Silicon Valley and of course Frisco and everyone is just on the hustle and bustle they're focused on the routine and they forget that there are humans around you that we are all human beings and we all have our own lives our own emotions our own cognitive functioning it's you just kind of glance past them and I think that drastic change also became more apparent when or rather after 9-11 happened and during that time I was pretty cognizant I knew what was going on in the world this was in 2001 I was in first grade yeah I might not remember every little detail but the most drastic thing that I remembered that changed was the fact that I lived in a cul-de-sac or a court where we had basically an open door policy where 
all the little kids would run outside and we would just go in and out of each other's houses, just playing and having fun. And this was a multi-ethnic neighborhood and specifically this cul-de-sac. We were, we also lived next to a community center and it was a good time. It was a happy childhood, especially when I look back, it was a really happy childhood. But after that, 9-11 attack the doors closed and that sense of neighbor to neighbor was lost and it became estranged people didn't really say hi especially during that first year just because of the weight of what happened what had transpired was it was really gloomy and grim the I think what really shocked a lot of people is like, oh, this is the U.S., you can't touch us, blah, 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 but it happened. And unfortunately, if you don't really do your research, there was a big lead up to that. I feel like I'm getting off tangent, but it just dates back to then and how we label other people based on their Ethnicity, which has been simplified into what is known as a race, but it's a big problem, and I, it's something I want to address. I actually talked to one of my professors about this, and yes, it has become a race thing, but something... It's something that has been built into our system, specifically the immigration system, if you want to date it back then. Um, But it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like this is the time where we need to unite as people. And this is why I keep rambling on about it, because it affects me personally. And for for those of you who do not know, this is happening. This is happening today. It's happening right now. It's happening in the East Coast And it's actually happening, surprisingly, in California. If you do a little research, search up, um, I don't know, mistreatment or elderly man getting beat, elderly Chinese man getting beat, and you'll you'll find a bunch of links, and it's, it's tragic. I don't think that's how we should be treating people. On a lighter note, guys, I... I would like you guys to think of this as an opportunity and to reflect. I want to address the fact that I know some people who are a little put off about being by themselves and not having their social company all the time. And I think that stems from not being uncomfortable with your own thoughts and that's important because in the end you are always going to be you these are your thoughts and these are your emotions and it's important to harness that and to be able to extrapolate meaning from all the fuzziness going on in your head and learning how to own it learning how to make it yours learning how to express that i think expression especially creative expression is important during these times because I know a lot of people are very anxious and don't get me wrong, there's a lot to be anxious about given the state of the world that we're in right now. It's 
it's scary. We don't know the full effects of COVID and how it'll affect our economy, how it'll affect us in a society, how it'll affect us on a nuclear scale into our families and on a personal scale. There's a lot of transitioning happening right now and we need to acclimate. So I really encourage the listeners and the watchers, for those of you guys watching, to take this time and reflect. It's, it's, it's hard with all the screens in front of us, but remember, this is probably the only time in our history at the moment, at least within our lifetime, where we're going to have this giant gap of time to dedicate to whatever it is we want. And I've always been a person who valued time. Time is something that you'll never get back, right? You spend it or you think about it, and it's just gone. It slips. It literally slips through your fingers. And off, a little off topic, but I value quality time. And to tie it back in, learn how to have that quality time with yourself is important. Just because you'll learn a lot more about yourself and your interests and your likes and dislikes and everything that falls in between. And I keep saying and, but that's okay because this is my podcast. <laughs> but um, who are you? Who are you as an individual? Where have you come from? Why are you doing the things that you do? Do you know what has influenced you? What are you doing next? What do you plan on doing? What are your future goals? Um, the questions just go on and on and on. And for you guys who journal... Props to you because I can't journal for the life of it. I, I can't. It it literally puts me into a writer's block where I need to think about every little word and where to place it and if this really means what I'm trying to express. And as a perfectionist, I get very debilitated in trying to make what I'm saying express exactly what I'm thinking and feeling and if it doesn't capture that then I get a little sad <laughs> to just put it plainly but acknowledge everything that you guys are feeling acknowledge everything that you're perceiving and understanding or watching happen because we're watching this together and move on from there a lot of great artists came from hard trying times in their lives and they learned how to express the lessons they learned the emotions that they felt through word through music through art through symbolism through um through fashion sense people do derive a lot of fashion sense depending on how they feel and how to express that with color and i don't know when i think about creativity and when I think about life, I think they go hand in hand because we are here and we create something out of nothing, the basis of this podcast. And it's great to watch yourself take a concept that you have in your head and transform it and produce it into a solid, tangible thing. It That's so empowering. Um 
for you creatives out there, you know what I'm talking about. You get an idea, you get a spark, you get inspiration, and you just keeps rolling. And you take a step back after you put your tears, your sweat, and maybe blood. <laughs> I don't know how hardcore you guys go into creating your productions and everything that you're producing. But it can get there. There are people who live and breathe that creative life. Ask them. Ask them how their world works around them, how their brain ticks. And maybe you can learn something from that. Personally, I like to think about how I'm feeling first. And I transform that. If I'm trying to make a color, or not a color, if I'm trying to make an art piece, I always think about color first. Like, what is it that really reflects my mood? And of course, color is subjective. Art is subjective. But I think it's up to the artist to do their best to portray what they're feeling and how they want to express it and see how accurate that they could get it. And after you th- feel like you've done a good job, just let out into the world and let people think and ponder and reflect on it. Again, it's subjective. That's the point of art. It's to allow for avenues of thought and inspiration. So I'm going to talk about the last segment that we left off on last episode. It's the good, the bad, and the blessings. I think blessings is the best way to really put that rather than the who are blessed, which is us. But when you talk about it, these are the blessings that you have. In terms of everything that's happened and everything that has changed, um, the bad, I'm gonna, which I'm going to start with, is yes, we do have this pandemic on the rise. And on a personal note, I... Whew, yeah, this hits somewhere. I am a son of a nurse who doesn't know how to stop working. She is an alcoholic. I I did not mean alcoholic. Sorry. <laughs> she is a workaholic. And she doesn't know how to stop working and giving. She's a generous person. But the thought of my mom, you know, just going out onto the front lines of this giant epidemic, pandemic, sorry, on the front lines, being in contact with these people, it, it makes me think about the worst possible scenario. And yes, she is a healthy person, but as you guys probably know and have done your research on, this does not discriminate between age anymore. This is affecting everyone on the spectrum. And what it's really dependent on is how healthy you are. And even then, there's no guarantee. So please stay healthy on that note. Do the best you can to keep your immune system as strong as possible. And a big component to that is maintaining your stress levels. Believe it or not, your stress does affect your immune system because you're affecting the way your body responds and the, physiolo- the physiological changes that are happening when you're stressed, it's 
what they call fight or flight, especially if you're really stressed. So your body is pumping at 100% because you feel like you're in danger. And all the chemicals and all the metabolic processes going at 100% all the time, it's no wonder you could really cause your body and your mind some damage. And a good way to really get all that stress out is to cry. Go out there, go find a really sad video, go reflect and cry your eyes out, cry that cortisol out of your eyes and be relaxed, be at peace, (laughs) be calm as we get through this together. So that's the bad. The good is I'm back home. I'm with my family. And I know my friends and my dorm mates are with their family too they're enjoying that time and i wish them all well i wish you guys all well go spend that time with your intimate intimate family intimate family that's redundant go create that intimacy again with your family especially if you've been so focused on your life you never know what's going to happen tomorrow and that's another thing to keep in mind you are not guaranteed tomorrow you're not guaranteed the next week. You're not guaranteed the next month. It sounds a little morbid, but if you think of it in a more realistic perspective, it puts things into place. It really makes you choose where to put your time, emotions, and how to value the different aspects in your life. And for the blessing, I think that with everything going on and having to be at home has allowed me to again, rediscover that introvertedness in me and fully explore the creative side of me that I haven't really been to fully able to put time into and dedicate that effort because I have school going on. I have work going on. I have my friends needing things and just wanting to hang out. And I I value that. That's something I do value and I don't think I could live without it, without But now it has forced me to really dive into those projects I've been thinking about. Get back to, honestly, I've been playing a lot of video games. It's something that I enjoy and no one can really take that away from me. That's my childhood. And yes, it definitely helps with having ADHD because that response and effort put in is immediate. Not saying that you should go out and play video games 100% all the time, every day. No, there's always a balance to everything, but it helped me rediscover what I like, what I don't like, and what I want to put my effort into for the next coming weeks, months, etc. So it helped me organize what I feel would fulfill my time. All right, guys, for right now, that's going to be a quick break. And we'll get back to you guys in just a sec. For now, please enjoy some music by Everett Latte, which I will link down to his SoundCloud below.
guys, and we are back to part two of podcast number two. And I know that last half was a little on the heavier side, and I do apologize. I'm not, I don't want to add more weight to anyone who's feeling a little down. So let's talk about a lot of good things in the second half of the podcast. So I don't know if you guys are... Porter Robinson fans, but he just dropped the music video for uh, the name I cannot remember, but check it out on his YouTube channel. It does a lot to uplift you and put you in a happy mood. I definitely recommend giving it a listen. One of my favorite artists. Yes, it's EDM, so if you don't like EDM, take it with a grain of salt, but do give it a listen. There's, I don't know, I feel. Maybe I haven't listened to a lot of other genres lately, but there hasn't been a song that hit the records or hit billboards that really made me feel uplifted in a while. And I feel like that's something we need more from artists. And I want this podcast to be that source of inspiration and that sort of positive note to anyone listening to get them in not just a contemplative mood but in a mood of gratitude i think gratitude is something that we need to learn again and again and again and again and again and again just because we get so caught up in our daily routine going day by day right trying to make bank trying to make those bills at least the payments to those bills still trying to live your life and at the same time progress in whatever way that you feel you should be focusing on and you lose that sense of gratitude and you take things for granted including your time and right now is the best time to reset and give you that peace of mind that everything's going to be okay and that's something I want to remind you all who is listening or watching is that everything's going to be okay. Things do seem a little grim and I can't guarantee that bad things won't happen. That's unfortunately a part of life, but that's also what gives life its color, its flavor, its depth. All of these things add layers and layers and layers for you to further it appreciate everything you have in your life and that's not something everyone does and that's a fact we have people living day by day not in the most healthiest ways but they're trying and perhaps it's the only way they know how to live and how to feel alive and there's nothing wrong with that Again, we all come from different walks of life and it's important to respect that, to not just understand that there's a lot of diversity within our community, within the people around us, within our homes, within our close spheres, our intimate spheres, our friend spheres. We all come from a different walk of life and we all have our own story. We are all individuals. So I want to talk about the people who have inspired me to get me here to where I'm at today. Um, 
one quick shout out to Professor Dean. He is a great professor. He's also a podcaster. So please check him out. His podcast is called State of Re. R-E, so the state of Re. I'll put a link in the description below and for the description on the podcast. And it's not a podcast for everybody. It's not for the faint of heart, but they do talk a lot of valuable topics that most people don't really talk about. At least I don't think people talk about. And it's eye-opening. There's a lot of pop news pop media in there as well especially if you like sports and whatnot but you like any podcast you could kind of just pick and choose what you want to listen to my favorite segment of their podcast is love languages and they go through the five long love languages what you like to express and what you like to take in and how that reciprocation affects all the different kinds of relationships in your life i highly recommend giving that a listen to and this guy he's he's a character that's for sure he's definitely a character and he uplifts you in a way that makes you just groove makes you balance and at the same time keeps you grounded and I think that's a cool balance in between and he would always call me out on this he would be like, yo, Ray, stop being fake humble. I'm like, what do you mean by fake humble? What does that even mean? What is being fake humble? Like, I know how to be humble and not brag, and, but what do you mean by fake humble? And basically, he explained to me that it's something that we do unconsciously, part because of pride in the sense that we don't like to share our gifts and talents or things that we're able to do, our abilities, our privileges. And you kind of just shy away from it. You keep it hidden as if like you don't know how or you don't know how to do a certain task slash ability or skill. And it's, it's that wanting to shy away from being in the light or being able to use that talent. And that resonates a lot with me. It's not something I really comprehended. And it's definitely some pattern that I fell into until he called me out. like, yo, just be you. Acknowledge the fact that you have these skills, you have these resources, you have these abilities, and use them. Use them, share them. And for those of you guys who are Christian or Catholic, there is a parable in the Bible where the... I was going to say owner, but landlord, I don't remember what title this guy had, but basically he had a bunch of servants. Oh, he was the master. So the master has a bunch of servants and he gives each of his servants, like I believe it was a talent or some kind of treasure. I believe it was a coin, but I think the metaphor was that it was a talent. And one of the servants decided to bury their talent in the hopes of saving it and keeping it safe, while the other servants went out and shared that talent. And by sharing that talent, they had their gifts and their abilities multiplied. So a time comes when the master 
request that the servants bring back the money, the resources, whatever it is, to give it back to him. He's the first one that goes up and says, Master, here is what I have. This is what you gave me. It's the exact amount. I didn't touch it. It is safe. Here you go. While the rest of the servants brought back tons more. So two times, three times, five times, tenfold. But the basic message of the basic message of the story is that don't keep your talents hidden. You are gifted for a reason. You have these abilities that none, not none, but not many people have. And it takes humility to accept that talent, that ability, that skill, and to acknowledge it, to develop it, and to share it. It's, I don't think our hidden talents should be kept hidden. Just because you're not breathing life into that and it, yes that's definitely the creative side of me that's speaking right now the talents that we are given and gifted should be shared so that you could inspire others to follow in that practice follow in that ability take up that skill learn something new you see what i mean you're you're giving life and you're giving opportunity to other people to spread their gifts their talents so in a sense you are a tool to unlock other people's abilities so that they too can do the same. And I think that concept of just giving and sharing and being in this community where you give and take, it's a part of what makes us social creatures. It makes, it's what makes us human. And it's beautiful. I, I, creation, creativity, art, that's beautiful. And that's something that we as humans specifically are able to do. No other animal um, besides like birds, anyone who could do music. I know dolphins are super intellectual, but in terms of doing art the way that we do it, that's something that only we're going to understand. And I don't think it should stop. I see people doing a lot of new experiences on their Instagrams, on their Snapchat, and basically any social media. I know TikTok's a big thing. I personally am not a part of TikTok. I don't really feel the need to be a part of that. Not saying that it's good or bad. I I just don't feel the draw to it. I, I have enough of that from YouTube and the social media that I do use. And it's nice to see everyone being creative and taking new steps forward or developing new skills. And it's, it's nice. It feels like spring in a creative sense. Yes, we are kept inside and we can't unfortunately enjoy the super bloom that is happening soon with all the rain that we're having. The super blooms in the national forests are going to be great. There's going to be a lot of California poppies out, a lot of wildflowers, just because of the way, the pattern of weather that we've had. It needs a certain amount of rain and then a dry season for the roots to strengthen and grow and then another rehydration and that's when they'll bloom. I was looking forward to that, to being able to see a specific part of, I believe Calabasas I don't remember which national park 
that's really famous for the California poppies that sprout out in the fields and in the hills. But I was really looking forward to that. But it's okay. Hopefully, with everything going on right now, next year there'll be a possibility or perhaps they might open the national parks. But I highly doubt it with everything going on. But that's okay. Um, yes, so I'm going to talk about my past and the people that kind of brought me here. I think the first time I ever felt inspired creatively was through my older cousin. Um, I can keep her name shut, but she is my oldest cousin, first cousin, who really ventured into art. She was very, very inspired by anime and Japanese culture, and that definitely developed me into the big weeb. I wouldn't even call myself a big weeb. I'm a very moderate weeb. I love the big three. I love all of the basically hyped up anime that's going on right now. And of course, I take recommendations. So that's what I kind of base my list on. I love Code Geass, if that gives anyone a basis to kind of form what you would want to recommend me. I'm open to suggestions. But she really developed a talent to draw and to see things from a 2D perspective. And I admire people who could think of a concept, an idea, and they're able to translate that to paper. That's amazing. That's a skill that I wish I had to develop. I do have it somewhat, but I think I'm better at compositioning and knowing how to lay out the page rather than doing the fine details, doing the shading. I cannot shade for my life, which is something I kind of wish I developed a little more. I do have the time to, but I kind of learned that I love the digital scene a little more. Not digital media per se in the sense of um, doing digital art. That's still hard for me because you still need to know the basic skills and that takes a lot of time. I, I have put a lot of time into classic art, which is your drawing, your painting. I personally love to paint more than anything because I love color. And I love how you don't have to have the fine details. You can. You could choose to. But there's just something about pastel art. There's something about spray paint art. And yes, I do appreciate people who tag and do big mural works. You're able to post up i mean yes it's pretty illegal and it takes a lot of balls to go up there and do what you do without getting caught biggest inspiration for that is of course it's very cliche but banksy i love banksy i have some of his books and i've studied him on my own time and the way he uses art to create this political and societal commentaries it's, it's amazing and he's talented. Not many people could do that. And another person, artist rather, that I look up to is Shepard Fairey. For those of you guys who don't know who Shepard Fairey is, he is the creator of Andre the Giant, which was then turned into Obey's icon, Obey's giant logo with either the star or just his face in a giant square. It's Obey clothing. He gets tasked or not tasked he what's the word people sponsor him and commission him to do a lot of artwork 
And one of the biggest ones I've seen lately is, well, other than the Obama's hope or change posters, it's the one with, I believe it says freedom. I could be wrong. I'm getting the words mixed up. But there's a woman with a flower in her hair. And I feel like it says freedom in there. But it's basically speaking out for people of color. And yes, I am also a person of color. But don't let that get misconstrued. I appreciate all people. And yes, there are people of color, people who don't have color, white, (laughs) Caucasian. Um, I don't know what the best label that is politically correct. And I apologize if I offend anybody, but that's just, again, my ignorance and not really knowing what is more appropriate and what's not. Um, but yes, I I think I'd rather see people as human beings first, see how your character is, and then the rest come after. Another person who really inspired me artistically is my good friend who taught me how to shoot who um yes shoot too we would go to um we would go to the range i don't think i've actually no we used bb guns but anyway regardless he taught me how to use a camera and he taught me how to do cinematography he was a really really good filmmaker still is he just hasn't had the time to just because he's so busy with his job. But this guy really wanted to pursue cinematography and filmmaking as a career. And he has the heart for it. He has the ideas, the vision. And I think that's so important to be able to pass down that vision or at least that lens that you use to look at life and capture it in a way that you could still sell and tell a story not necessarily so but yes tell a story from start to finish or capture a moment or look at things in a different angle and it's a great ability and a great skill to have i highly recommend you guys to maybe look into cinematography to making film it's it's a great outlet it's also a good way to document your family parties, weddings, and whatnot. It's it's just it's just fun. At least that's what I find fun. Another person that I look up to in the sense where they really took their passion and they pursued it a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and they are doing well right now. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of late nights and a lot of groundbreaking discoveries on their part, both internally and in their laboratory. (laughs) Laboratory, um, okay. He is a professional baker, a culinary baker. I think that's the more appropriate label or title. Pastry chef, sorry, that's the word. He is a pastry chef. He pursued this since he was in high school. I've known this guy since high school. He would have these small little bake sales and he would sell at school. Yes, um, that might be illegal. 
But you know what? He hustled. You have to hustle in this life, with, especially in the Bay Area. For all of you guys living in the Bay Area, you guys know what I mean. You got to hustle. It's expensive as hell living out here with the cost of living just slowly, slowly and drastically rising. You, you, you got to do something. But he pursued a culinary degree or culinary license. I'm not too sure what it was, but he went to culinary school and he became a pastry chef and his dream is to open up his own bakery and he took leaps and bounds to get there he started he back got home and i would help him raise funds by making spam masubi and making cookies every now and then and we had late nights and those nights were so fun a lot of dedication during the time when pokemon go first came out we were making batches and batches and batches of cookies and spam masubi to sell to all the Pokemon Go players at parks at night. And that was just an experience that I don't think I'm ever going to have anyone else. I would love to do it again, but <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And now he lives in SoCal. He has a fiance and I. they are one of my OTPs, if you guys know what I mean. I'm not, again, not going to call him out. I love them so much. Um, I respect their privacy. But if you guys want to ever join in my podcast, please come through. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, he dedicated his life to pursuing his dream. And he made those connections. He's still making those connections. And he laid the groundwork for eventually hoping or opening his bakery. And I'm so proud of him. I am inspired and the passion, the fire that he has to continue on with that is amazing. Um, let's see. Another person that I really look up to is a person I met a little after high school. And she she has an adventurous spirit. She's very timid, I would say. I don't think she's timid. I don't know. She's changed a lot in the time that I've known her. And she has so much compassion. I think that's something that's really cool to have as a characteristic that people really know you for and having that passionate energy. She moved to Chicago from the Bay and from Chicago, she's pursuing, I believe two majors now. And in the past year, she's traveled to Europe, traveled to Spain, traveled to, Israel and lived there and studied abroad I that's not something that a lot of people can really say that they've done she's brought back so many stories brought back so many experiences that she shared with great people that she met and she's continuing to fuel that fire in her and continuing to feel that fire in me too for those of you guys who have that travel bug travel bug travel bug go visit the, i mean after everything settles of course go out go visit the world the more countries you visit the more of an expanded worldview you will have you'll come to understand different walks of life which will then help you reflect on your life and see the differences in that and hopefully form new connections in how you see the world I think that's the cool part about traveling. You not only have the experience, but you bring back a changed mentality, a changed cognition, a 
changed way of perception. And it's uh, we live such a short life in comparison to how long this universe existed, specifically how long civilization that we know has existed. It hasn't been that long. And compared to that, our lifespans are like such a small fraction. There's not enough time to do everything you want to do, but that's what also makes it fun and makes it more valuable is that you have to have the greatest intention, the best intention to pursue those goals, those careers, those experiences. Go out and do you guys. I think that's another thing that I brought up with someone I talked to recently and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I switched majors. I've been in college for a while now, especially community college, because I switched majors four times. I started off with psychology, and I loved it. But then I started doubting myself, and I jumped into something that I found really great at the time. I I was so inspired to pursue my passion, which was art, classical art. So that's drawing and doing murals and traditional art that wasn't so fun because i was taking something i was passionate about and then trying to turn it into a career but i found that i needed that balance because i was trying to turn something into a not necessarily a profit but something that i found fun in doing and then being forced to do it just took the life and drained me of that passion for it so i left art as a major and then I followed suit with what my parents were encouraging me to do and what seemed like a logical route to take was a nursing route I liked it in the sense that I had a lot of compassion I'm able to understand biology but the two things that got in my way truly was chemistry for some reason my brain could not comprehend chemistry in high school and it still can't comprehend chemistry now although for certain things i i do like understanding the chemical reaction and the chemical formula and the formula and what's going on in between those changes but it wasn't for me in terms of learning the basics of it and then using that in what is it organic chemistry that I wasn't even in class, but that rocked my head by just associating with students who were in it. I'm like, I cannot do this. Math and science, specifically like physical science, does not click. Biological science, however, that's what's fun to me. That's what comes natural. And I like learning about the little cells and the different reactions going on in our bodies. Our human bodies are basically biological machines that repair itself and uh, i could go on and on and on about that and there's a a miracle in that our cells just rapidly develop and they keep us alive and they oxidize and we need to feed them nutrients to keep that process going and all the metabolic processes to give us energy blah 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 you guys get the point and then After that fallout, I went back to psychology. So I know for sure this is my major. I love understanding people. I love understanding more about myself and how society works. I love learning about the influence that we have 
and the different influences that change us and affect us, whether it be nature or nurture, which is really in reality, it's both, both our environment and what comes natural to us will affect us no matter how you look at it. And it gives me life. It keeps me going. So I'm going to end it here, guys. Thank you for joining me for this podcast, Springboard, episode two. I wish you guys and your families the best of health and wellness. Please take the time to reflect and take time to enjoy yourself because please, something important I want you guys to take away from this is learn how to love yourself to the fullest of your ability, both in and out. And of course, express yourself. Find your way of expression and use it because it's your tool. All right, catch you guys later. Signing out. Thank you.